0: Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Grand Roof Team. My name is Nelson Fernandez, and we're here today with a special guest all the way from Australia, Tom Wedding.
1: How are you doing today, Tom? Yeah, doing great. I'm super pumped to jump on. It's super weird with the time differences. Like for you, it's nighttime, time, and for me, it's morning. So it's super weird to get your head around. But um, I live in the future. You know, we're a day ahead here. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, if you can tell me what the weather's gonna be in a couple hours, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, it's um it's pretty rainy at the moment, but hopefully the sun comes out. It's been summer here, so we've had lots of sun and, and very hot days. Um I think it's the opposite for you guys. You have winter at the moment, don't you? We do. fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice snow. and, <laughs> <laughs> and snowing in some places too. I'd love to see the snow. Like it never snows here, so be interesting to come over to america and see the snow sometime oh the snow is
0: beautiful for the first about a couple hours maybe a day but after that yeah i think we'll all be happy with our snow yeah okay so before we dive into today's episode would you like to pitch to the audience about why they should listen to this episode and the podcast in general
1: yeah definitely so this episode i'm going to share some pretty insightful things i'd say um, just on you know being more free in your life and, and living how you want to be living um, and so I think it's great to listen to this podcast because there's a lot of awesome people who jump on and share different perspectives and stories and I think that's really what you know connecting with people is all about is, is hearing other people's stories so um, yeah I think it's, it's well worth watching the podcast and listening to people's stories and what they have to share because there's always value you can gain from that
0: Sweet. okay so I know personally I have not met you before a few minutes ago. So what do you like to tell myself and the audience a bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely.
1: So I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, <laughs> I just love living life free. Um, and entrepreneurship really does bring that to you. So uh, yeah, I guess from a young age, I've always kind of you know had that drive to make money in weird and unusual ways. And um, what I'm doing at the moment is kind of running a couple of online businesses. Uh, but originally I had started doing street performing. That's kind of where I started. Um, and so that was pretty interesting went through street performing and then eventually had an injury which was unfortunate had to transition online Uh, and so now I'm just yeah living online basically uh, working from my laptop anywhere in the world and I'm traveling around Australia at the moment Um, but eventually hopefully go overseas and that's kind of where I'm at how did you get into street performing yeah so I just quit an apprenticeship job because I hated it I was like no, this is not for me. <laughs> I want more freedom in my life. I want to do what I love. Uh, and so I had been doing acrobatics and you know parkour, freerunning, all that kind of stuff for a few years, about five or so years. Uh, and I met this guy, this American guy who'd come over to Australia, uh, and he used to do street performing over in New York City. And so he was like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna start up a little crew over here in Australia. Um, why don't you join?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, sweet." So me and my best friend we joined him. Um, we were doing shows and at that point, we were just there to have fun, you know, like we didn't have, have any ex- expectations it was going to turn into a job or a career. So we just joined him. We did a couple of performances with him uh, and then at the end of the day, he hands each of us $40 and we're like freaking out. We're like, we're, we're there not expecting to get paid because we just love doing it, you know? Um, and so he each, each, hands us each $40 and we're freaking out. We're like, oh my gosh, we made $40 just flipping like, this is ridiculous. Um, and so that was like a very insane moment for me, just like looking back on that, uh, it really gave me confirmation that I can make money, not just from like an hourly wage. Right. Uh, and so that was, that was quite a beautiful moment. And also doing something that enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Getting paid to do something that I love to do and have fun with friends. It was awesome.
0: Cool. So you said flipping. So that's when you like flip in the air, right?
1: yeah yeah so we had um one of the performances like at the end of the show part of the show was we'd get audience members to come out and they would bend over and there'd be like four or five people in a row and we'd run up and flip over um and so that was like the last like last piece of the show that everyone loved um yeah pretty pretty cool stuff holy cow that's incredible <laughs> it was lots of fun and I think the the biggest thing from it is just like being able to bring people together and like have them laugh and smile and have an enjoyable time. Um, Cause like, yeah, it's so amazing just seeing people have a fun time and, and smiling for once, you know? So you and your friend, you guys did this for a few months, a year or two. Yeah, we did it for um, three years, I think it was. And so I, yeah, made a living from street performing for three years and um, yeah, it was pretty decent money actually. Like you'd be surprised. Like you'd think, Oh, there's people on the street, asking for money but we actually made some pretty decent money and we had a couple of gigs on the side as well um so yeah it was it was a great time like made a lot of money flipping with friends had a lot of fun uh and lived like that for three years and then you said you had
0: an injury and then you guys had to pivot um yeah you, you don't have to go with the injury but could you talk a bit about like the pivoting side and how you got how you made a choice falling
1: yeah definitely so um, obviously, like street performing was my life, and I loved it. Uh, and unfortunately, I had an ACL injury, so I had to get surgery on my knee, and that put me out for a year. Um, and so that was a very dark, depressing time because you know I'd lost everything I loved, everything I wish I wish I wanted in the future. So it sucked, and it was a very depressing time. Um, but it gave me an opportunity to reflect and transition to some other cool stuff. You know. Um, which is I started looking at all my business stuff and I was like, okay, cool. If I can make money on the street, sure I can make money online somehow. Um, and so I just started looking at all these different ideas and, and just playing around with things. And I think the biggest thing is just like realizing that when something goes wrong in your life or something bad happens, is like there's always a good experience that comes from that or a good event that comes from that. So it's about like staying positive after those negative things happen. Um, because like, if I could have just like sat in my, my sorrows and been all depressed and, you know, hated my life because I had that injury, but instead I chose to make the most of it and utilize it as an opportunity uh, to go online. And so, yeah, from there, I pretty much started up a couple of things. They totally failed I Did like drop shipping and, you know, all these different business models and nothing ever worked. Um, just cause I was not in the right mind space to, to make it work, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, a lot of failures later, eventually stumbled across a couple of things that worked. Um, got a couple couple clients for a, an agency that I started. Uh, and then from there, started coaching people on how to run their own agency. Uh, and then now we're doing Facebook group stuff. So, yeah, it's just like the progression. You know, nothing happened instantly. It was uh, definitely happened over time. Um, yeah, it was a very, very pivotal moment, I would say. Going into more of the
0: online business side, how do you see online businesses take off in the past few years from your own experience? Do you find it to be much more freeing, much more easy, um, on the easier side, time-wise, but also travel-wise?
1: 100%, definitely. So uh, it took me a while to get through everything and get to a point where I'm at now. Uh, and I'm still not like totally where I want to be, but... Right now, I have like what I like to call a freedom business, right? Like it runs itself. I probably work about four hours a week on the business itself. Um, so it leaves me a lot of time to work on my passions and the other things, that other projects I want to work on, right? So, um, And it provides me more than enough income to, to live off and, and travel and do what I want. So I think it's really such an amazing thing to, to look into and build because it truly does give you that freedom with not just finances, but also time, right? Um, Because if you know how to run a business and how to build the structure of a business, you're building a team and and building systems and automation and all this kind of stuff, um, you start to create something that brings you some money uh, without you needing to put your direct time input into it. So, yeah, it's huge, huge, like potential online at the moment. There's just so many different ways to make money and so many people are crushing it.
0: Most definitely. I know that we're seeing that from ourselves and our own team members. We're just finding ways on taking what we've been doing past two and a half years now and finding ways on monetizing it and help spreading it so we can help increase education. So could you educate me a bit about
1: what the Facebook groups are? Yeah, sure. So like one of the businesses I run currently, we basically manage people's Facebook groups for them um, because there's so much power in having an audience, right? Um, if you have an audience, you can sell them stuff. And so essentially what we do is we help build that audience for people as well as post content to to nurture that and engage that audience. Uh, And then we also do what's called appointment setting. So we basically come in and have conversations with each of the group members uh, and book them into sales calls for whoever the client is. Um, So that's kind of what the the service looks like that we're running at the moment Um, because there's so much power in audiences, you know, and and community is, is definitely a big thing. So working with Facebook groups, are you
0: focused more on seeing the impact of helping communities build and be able to get connected with other people?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, And at the moment, I'm actually launching another community, um, which is like, we're going to be more focused around building a community of people who are looking to build like a freedom business, kind of like what I've done. Right. Um, And just create this eco space where it's like a lot of people supporting and like so much contribution happening um i think that's so important to have community it's the one thing i wish i had more of when i was starting out online just because it gets real lonely you know you don't have anyone to connect with around you in person um and so you're you're doing this thing alone online in isolation and it gets really lonely so i think community is is very very powerful to move you forward uh, for anything, right? Communities have existed since man existed, you know, like it's it's always been something that's kept us alive and surviving. So I think community is, is so important, no matter what you're doing or what you're trying to achieve or what's the vision, like having people around you and the right people around you who are bought into that vision, share the same values uh, is so, so important. So yeah, I've definitely learned that community is such a, a massive part of success and and achieving things um, together because yeah, just from building all these different Facebook groups, I've seen like how much people can achieve just by coming together. So it's been powerful.
0: I know from my own personal experience, Facebook groups have been a big part. Um, This past summer I was interning for a company in a new state and I knew no one, except for one or two people close by, but otherwise, just trying to find new ways of meeting new people was quite, I would say, difficult. But then I found Facebook groups about people who love to go hiking in the area. So just being able to meet up with new people and even know about the spots themselves so I can go on my own at odd times and just be able to explore and see what nature
1: has from what others see. seen. It's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And like you really find, you feel like you find your tribe, you know? like especially when you have common interests, shared beliefs, or whatever it is. That brings you together, it's like you feel like you belong. And that's a that's a very strong feeling. So talking about
0: like-minded people, do you have other individuals working with you on your team and the company?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I whenever I hire, I make a big note to like make sure that when I'm hiring, it's all about attitude, not experience. You know, I think it's really important that someone has the right attitude and values and beliefs if they're gonna come into the company and work. As opposed to just having the experience, right? So I don't look at anyone's resume. I don't really care what they've done or what they've achieved. Uh, It's more important to me like how they show up and how they treat things, Um, um, and that's that's really the key. Because if they have that attitude and that belief, they can buy into the vision and the why behind what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, And when they're bought into that vision, no matter what they do, it's going to align with that, right? And so the experience doesn't really matter so much anymore because if they align to the vision, they're gonna do things the right way always. Um, and so that's really the key that i found when hiring or like, you know, working with people even, um, really just find people that you can gel with really well on the attitude and values and beliefs side of things, not just like the experience side of things.
0: But you do have new employees. Do you guys like meet in person sometimes or is it all an online working? Around? Yeah. So-
1: yeah, all online. All online. Um, which does get tricky sometimes It'd be cool to like catch up in person, but yeah, it's it's all right. You can get around it. You've got Zoom calls and whatever. Um, yeah, all online. So I'm asking out of experience of our own team being
0: half virtual and half in person just based on where people live. How do you find ways on working and building the team culture then in the company culture?
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh I think it's it's using the platforms that you have available to you, right? So, you know, jumping on your team meetings on Zoom and whatever, um, and keeping it fun and exciting and like keeping people engaged is definitely important. Uh, but also like it just in messages, you know, in the chat, um, you know, obviously you should have team chats going on and stuff. And yeah, just keeping people really excited about the, what you're working on and, and passionate about it in that chat, you know, sharing updates on how things are going, like not keeping them sort of so like behind the, Sidelines, um, but like keeping them aware of the progress that is happening on the day to day and the week to week, the month to month. Just like excited, being excited about that that progress. Um, yeah, that really builds culture because people people love being part of something that's like growing and something that's progressing, and they feel like they're contributing to that. So, I think yeah, sharing wins and sharing growth is like very very key.
0: It's actually one of our favorite things on the team is small wins matter. No matter how small something is or how big if it's important to someone, it's important to everyone.
1: Exactly. I love that. That's a great way to approach it. You mentioned
0: that right now you're also traveling through Australia. Um, Do you want to talk a bit about how
1: that experience has helped you grow as an individual? Yeah, definitely. So I'm actually doing at the moment, what's called house sitting. So basically just like you come into random stranger's house, you look after their house for the time they're gone um it's a great way to get free accommodation so i'm like yeah why not you know i can get around australia free accommodation um see different parts of australia that i haven't been to before so that's essentially what i'm doing and um i think yeah just after watching like a bunch of different videos on like you know money and understanding how money works and stuff it's all about creating a bit as big a gap as you can between your expenses and how much you make Um, so that's kind of what I've been focused on is like, okay, how can I reduce my expenses? And the biggest expense I had was rent, right? So I was like, well, cool. If I can cut that expense of rent, still be able to like, um, travel as well, um, for free is awesome. So it cuts that massive expense of rent and just makes that gap a bit wider, uh, which is nice for investing or saving or whatever else. So, um, yeah, but traveling's amazing, you know, like being able to see, different places, meet different people. I've I've been trying to make a habit of like approaching people just in public and starting conversations, you know, or even if it's just like, you know, going up to some old guy and asking, Hey, what advice would you give to your younger self or whatever? Um, You get some pretty insightful conversations. So um, yeah, it's been fun to like, just go around and I I really want to go overseas because Australia is kind of sick of it already. (laughs) I've been here all my life. So I'm like, Oh, I need, I need to go, (laughs) but that'll come eventually.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Just being able to go see other countries, is incredible. Meet new people. Um, I know myself and one my other team member We went to Austria right before COVID happened. Honestly, actually it was like two weeks before I all being be walking down. And I know the experience changed the way I thought and just made me think about how I can grow and become better and just explore more. Exactly.
1: Have you traveled much?
0: Um, um, my family and I, we traveled, we would go on a trip maybe every year, mainly would go to Canada, so t- tab a tad bit north of us, and then um, Puerto Rico once or twice, and then California, and there, but we, we'd stay mainly the U.S. Um, aside from the trip from, the only trip outside the U.S. was to Austria, Germany, um, about two and a half years ago, beautiful trip, um, it was for a conference for a program I've been through Stanford University, so we got to meet other students in the program from other universities. A lot of them were from the Netherlands. A lot of kids from there were we still talk to you today. And it was an amazing community where we kind of just like all came in. We had about seven um, my friends come from my school and then we had about 30 in total. And the community we built um, between one another in a week's time was incredible. And when we all walked away, we still kept our group chats going and just being able to know what's happening in one another's lives and just continue talking and being around each other. And I know uh, a few of the people there, they would actually they actually met up with one another here and there since then. And I know um, me and my friend, we've been talking to the kids from the Netherlands quite a bit. And uh, I'll be honest, like the way we live here and the way they live there, it's a tad bit different. It's always interesting here about what they they have going on but that the point of community and being able to build one and work for one another and
1: just enjoy life because that trip that's from my life yeah i love that that sounds like an amazing experience it's so awesome just like meeting people and then you stay in touch and you're like oh my gosh this is so cool they have like a little relationship going on here like never would have thought but it's um yeah germany is very interesting isn't it my sister actually is living over there at the moment so um Definitely a different, different, very
0: different place to live. Oh, definitely. Um, Buildings, one of the best buildings I've seen architecture wise, they're nice and old. Um, The food, pretty good, too. The schnitzel, amazing.
1: (laughs) Good old schnitzels (laughs) and beers.
0: Cool. Okay, so taking a tad bit of a pivot, um, do you have a few lessons? That you've learned in the past few years that made a gigantic
1: impact on where you've been heading lately? I would say it's um, doing more of the internal work, right? Uh, a lot of people don't want to do it and a lot of people don't even know where to start. Uh, but really, if you can get your mind right, you can you can achieve anything really. It's, it's really as simple as that because you think of how many people have achieved so many great things and they started with nothing, you know? Like they started with nothing, but they had the belief in themselves to go and make it happen. And so I think it's so important to do that internal work. And I've done that multiple times and I will continue to do it because there's always things that pop up as you progress and as you grow and you evolve, there's always new problems and obstacles you've got to battle within yourself. So I think it's so important just to to have some more awareness of what's going on within your mind and your thought patterns and beliefs and all this kind of stuff. Um, One thing that's really helped me with that is understanding the whole concept of feel, think, act. So everything comes from your emotional state, how you're feeling will affect how you're thinking and how you're thinking will affect your actions. Um, and so if you're very reactive to things and you find yourself reacting to situations all the time, right, something bad happens and you're like, oh no, I feel really bad because of that. You know, that reaction, that feeling is gonna cause you to start thinking negatively and then acting negatively. So it's just trying to clear yourself out on some of those patterns um that really really helps you know if you see if you notice that you commonly get angry at stuff like try and call out that pattern like okay cool i'm not going to be angry this time i'm going to try and be more calm relaxed like cool about it um just start to be more at- detached from everything so yeah it's just a lot of a lot of awareness i would say is the big word
0: that's really interesting um being able to focus on your emotions and have that be a primary source on how you make um, decisions so connecting that to belief do you have any tips on how you stay optimistic or positive during um, tough situations or tough
1: problems i think for me it's all about detachment you know like don't i wouldn't say expect failure but be ready for it right and just like be totally detached from that outcome like it obviously happened for a reason something didn't work out now work out what that is, right? Don't be focused on the actual failure itself. Be focused on why it happened. Um, and so I think, yeah, detachment is is definitely the key because if you if you let it get you into a rut again, like back to the, you know when I had my injury, I didn't let that that negative event affect me mentally, you know. So I think it's really important about being detached from the event, and realizing that that's happening outside of you, right? You're in control of what happens inside. So it's really about trying to detach those two things and not being reactive to what's happening instead, like creating from the internal out instead of from the outside in. Um, So yeah, just a little bit of a shift, I guess. Did you have the opportunity to share um, this lesson
0: with someone as you saw them having their emotions um, more so dictate how they're acting?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've shared this with many, many people and it's, um, it's been a huge impact to their lives, just, you know, being able to be more aware of the, those negative thought patterns because we always we always get in our own way. We self-sabotage so frequently, you know, well, no matter what it is, right? Like, oh, I want to become a famous musician and be like, all these negative doubts will come up. you be like, oh, but I'm not that good. You know, I'm not, I'm not I don't know anyone famous. Like, I'm not going to be able to have the connections to make this work. Like, you have all these negative doubts and, and self-doubt come up that's just not helpful in your life. So I think if you can really focus on, like I said, doing that internal work, getting really clear on, okay, what are the common beliefs and common traits that keep popping up for me? Um, how can I break these down? Uh, yeah. Huge impact, huge, huge impact. And I've told a couple of people about it and their life is just like 180. They've gone in a completely different direction just because they've realized that they're in control right? They have control of their mind. They have control of their thoughts and what they want to do. So I think it's, yes, yeah, stepping back into that creator.
0: And this is actually a conversation I had with many of my friends in the past couple of years. And one conclusion we had was understanding where that source of doubt comes from initially. Um, so before I share my thoughts, where do you think that initial doubt comes from?
1: There's a lot of um, programming from like childhood and you know past experiences so and also expectations from other people so you hear stories of other stuff happening so you start to believe it so i think yeah all those kinds of different things come into one to, to really form those beliefs that you have right now right you know for example your your parents might never have been financially free so you you'll be like oh it's not possible for me right you start to form that belief so it's just yeah trying to battle some of those childhood programming things and and you know from your past uh and just yeah really aggressively change those it's, it's difficult because you've got to take it one step at a time instead of just going all out and be like no, i'm going to change this belief like you've got to break it down and slowly get through it and then there's like hidden beliefs within the belief there's like your your brain's just so smart it really just tricks you in so many different ways so you've got to be really smart with having the awareness to start calling out some of those mini beliefs and then break down the bigger beliefs and so on and so forth.
0: And I agree. I know for myself, um, I've been a distance runner for quite a few years in the beginning. I honestly can't believe what some of my team members were doing, like the times were running or how far they'd go. But then after a year or two, I began believing myself and seeing, oh, it's not that difficult if I put mine shoe in, train up to it and work together at it and we just begin drone down on it but i feel like there's another component that's more on the nature side than um like in the past um because when humans are first around they would always have the instinct of oh so many things could kill me that we need to always take that step back be a bit more cautious because depth is all around but now as we have more of a luxury and not being afraid of different animals coming after us it's more of i would say like a defense mechanism
1: yeah definitely is definitely a survival instincts
0: <laughs> <laughs> taking another pivot um do you read books do you have any favorite books you've read recently or yeah maybe- there's You're um sure.
1: yeah there's a bunch of bunch of great books i really like cybernetics for mindset stuff that's that's a great book um, and then there's also, I love the four hour work week because obviously, like, that's kind of the life I'm living right now. So, um, yeah, I really love that book. Just talks about, you know, how to build a business that gives you time freedom. Uh, and then there's also one that I'm reading at the moment called we'll Start With Why. That's a very powerful book, really just oh, about building, yeah, about building that vision um, and getting people aligned to that vision. And, and, you know, they can all see the reason why they're doing what they're doing. So, it's a huge book for team building and especially if you run a team, like very, very good book to have. Um, yeah, those are probably the three I'd recommend. So Soccer, Cybernetics, uh, Start With Why, and then The 4-Hour work week. Have you began thinking about more
0: about if you start with your why and be able to give people that passion point and try and influence them and to get their buy-in quicker? Do you see that being a more... Efficient and productive way on getting someone to buy into an idea than
1: starting with just what it is and the impact. Hundred percent, it totally is, uh, and that's why like this new this new community that I'm building, uh, I'm not going to focus on selling it through like the deliverables or like you know what you get when you buy it. It's like no one really cares, right? Hey, you, you get two coaching calls a week, like no one really cares, right? So I'm not going to focus on like selling it like that. The focus is selling on the vision, the why, like why is this community here and why should you be a part of it? Um, that's really the the big selling point for it. So just, I think it's been so powerful to tap into that, that why and that passion behind it uh, because that's really what people buy into. You know, when they see that vision, they see that why and they feel so drawn to it, like they'll just buy, you know, they'll just join because they feel like they need to have it. And they just
0: have that good feeling inside and they're like oh this is the one this is the one that makes me feel good I connect to it and I see how it impacts me but then also impacts others
1: like that exactly exactly huge impact and
0: then the other book you said um the four-hour work week I do have that one but I've not began it (laughs) been working on a few others um well do you have a few lessons from there that you can see yourself living in person now and make that um, connection to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's really, the big thing I got from it is just optimizing your time, right? Um, learning more about like delegation and automation as two big keys to free up your time, right? Um, you know, whether you're running a business or you're running a team, like it's really about, okay, how much time can I free up for myself uh, by, you know, finding someone else to do this role or like, you know, do this thing or automate this thing. Like um, so yeah, I think really key uh, thing from that book is just about freeing up your time and creating systems and processes and, and a team in place uh, to fill that time for you. Like, how long were you working out, say, in the beginning? Yeah, so in the beginning, I mean, I started like, so when I first started online, I was like so bought into the hustle culture of like, you know, you've you've got to work so hard to make it make it happen, you know, and so I was putting in like twelve hour days. Uh, You know, going to bed at like 3 or 4 a.m. at night. Um, And so it was pretty crazy because one night I was working till like 4 a.m. and I I passed out and like hit my head and I woke up in hospital. And so that was a very scary experience. So I was like, well, crap, like I can't be doing these 12-hour days. This is not going to work. This is not sustainable. And so that was kind of like another pivotal moment to start looking at, you know, systems and team building and and all that kind of stuff. Um, And eventually, yeah, it got to a point where I just started cutting down the hours and went from 12 down to 10 and then went down to eight and went down to six and uh, eventually went down to an hour a day. And so just like eventually over time, just cutting down the hours. Yeah. Eventually after enough of doing that, you get down to, you know, right now where I work about four hours a week. Um, And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to like, to go from like working 12 hour days to like four hour weeks. It's like a totally different thing. (laughs) That sounds good.
0: And uh, something I know I need to do a tad bit more of my own day. Cool. And then the third book, sorry, third book you mentioned, I actually have not heard about that one before. Can you tell me a bit about it? Yeah.
1: So, Psycho is an amazing book for mindset. It's got a lot of, um, have you heard of NLP, like Neuro Linguistic Programming? I have not. So that's, it's basically like talks about the programming of your brain and like why things are the way they are. Um, and so NLP is like a, a very core foundational thing of like um, changing your mindset and stuff. Uh, I haven't gone too deep on NLP, but there's a lot of NLP stuff in the psychosomatics book that is very, very interesting. So yeah, it just talks about like rewiring and reprogramming your brain to to have successful positive beliefs and and values and traits and all this stuff. So Highly recommend that if you like find yourself struggling with the mindset side of things, it'll put a lot into perspective and you'll understand a lot more uh, by reading that book.
0: And do they mention in the book, um, the method you were talking about earlier, focusing on the feeling
1: side for making choices? Ah, I, th- I think a little bit. Yeah, I think a little bit. But I did, I got that concept from one of the courses I went through a while back, some mindset course. Um, and that's the thing. I think people will need to find what works for them. You know, there's, there's going to be different approaches to different problems. And so it's just about finding what approach you want to latch onto as the solution. So, um, you know, for some people, they might like, you know, one way of approaching uh, mindset issues or some people might like a different way. And so there's like tons of different books on mindset. So one might resonate with you more than the others. But um, yeah, I definitely say Psycho-Cybernetics is a pretty good all-round book. And I think a lot of people would gain a lot of value from it.
0: Yeah, those are three amazing books the cypress one and the um other two the four hour work week and start your why amazing books and a great one to um, get a deep dive into a the mindset side and going business side yeah um so another question i have for you is how do you define a leader versus a manager
1: Ooh, good question Good question. And this is something I've been trying to get better at is becoming a leader instead of that manager because it's it's easy to manage. It's hard to lead. Um, and so, yeah, I think the difference is not something you can explain very well because like, like a leader just shows up in a different way, right? They feel, they make the team feel in a different way than a manager does, right? A manager is just kind of there overseeing things and overlooking things the leader's more inspiring and more uh part of the team right they feel like you feel like you you feel like they're like a co-worker almost right the leader is like in the trenches with you like doing the work like holding your hand like leading you right um so yeah i don't know that's an interesting question because i'm still exploring that and i wouldn't say i'm anywhere close to being a great leader yet but Um, that's something I I definitely want to work on. And I think leadership qualities and leadership skills are definitely important.
0: During one of our team workouts, um, not with my company, but a group I had before uh, I was working with before we have a fitness challenge and we had to do a specific set of different workouts in a a row. And it was a challenge. And if you get X number, like say, 80 push-ups in two minutes, 80 sit-ups in two minutes, you run one and a half miles in under 10 minutes, then you essentially are completing this challenge. And during my time in the program, no one has ever completed the challenge. The first activity is swimming. After anyone swims, they're all usually dead. And the last one is running. So no one ever uh, was able to complete the challenge. But lucky for me, I actually was a runner and. I'm also not the one who completed the challenge, but instead during the running, I knew we had one team member who got everything done. And when it came time for the run, the last one, he was gassed. He had no motivation. He was not pretty much his statement from being happy to, uh, I just wanted to end. And I told him, Hey, Bob, just look at my back and just follow me and we'll help get you to complete the challenge. And he was like, Hey, okay. Of course, he didn't say any words because he was a bit gassed out. But for that mile and a half, he just looked at my back and he just kept going. I kept him on pace. And I believe it was the last two, three hundred meters. I looked behind me. Bob was out of sight. He was on the side throwing up in the trash can. And I thought to myself, if he begins again, I go get him. He can go finish it. And he can even beat the time. And Tom, in the end, Bob, he beat the time by one second and he did complete the challenge.
1: Damn, that's crazy. So
0: going back to uh, the practice, encourage the heart. So the following meeting, um, at the end, Bob went up to make an announcement after he received um, the honor, and he brought up a jar, jar of salsa, a nice and spicy one. And he was like, team, here I have a jar of salsa. It's nice and spicy. It's something that will make your tongue um, Sizzle, it's something that you'll be like, Oh, it's kind of spicy right now, but afterwards you'll have that refreshment, and it's like, Oh, that's good salsa, the chips, amazing. And this jar and salsa, it's just like one person in here someone who had that little bit of sizzle fire, and in the end pulled through and had a bit of care about who I am and what I wanted to achieve. And that person's Nelson because he went out of his way to help me in this difficult time of completing the challenge, a time I honestly did not want to because I was just cheap gassed out and essentially encouraged the heart. He made that connection of an object to what that person has done. And it's, I would say it's an amazing way to not only show someone recognition, but make it fun and make it memorable.
1: Definitely. I love that. That's such a cool way to do it.
0: Yeah, so the Leadership Challenge, amazing book, talked about servant leadership and anyone who wants to help empower others to grow. So, Tom, coming up towards the end of our episode today, is there anything else you'd like to add to the audience listening to us today? Uh, sounds cliche, but I just say believe in yourself. <laughs> and with that, we conclude another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Greener team with our special guest, Tom Wedding. We had an amazing episode and we hope you can join us again next time and stay sustainable, folks.